Christ. Trust in God and God will make your path straight and in all things and everything, lean on God for your understanding. Please be seated. I was reading uh, some information about the number of choices that we make each and every day. And somewhere on some of those pieces it said there's 3,800 choices that we, tend, that we make every day. And another piece said 5,000 choices and 6,000. So let's say there's a huge number of choices that we make each and every day. And we have to go through life making choices. You have to say yes to some things and no to others. You have to include yourself in some things and you, and you count yourself out from others. But one of the interesting bits of research that I read was about when we make choices, how often do we take the time to ponder the choices? Pondering is an old word, isn't it? It's to sit down and to kind of go, well, I've got a choice to make. Now let me just take a moment, let me take a breath just to think about this choice that I'm going to make. When we read the reading from Joshua, he asks the people from Israel to ponder. He says, all right, here we are. And we came from a place where there were many gods and many ways to worship God. And here we are today in a place where our one true God has brought us. And he asked them to ponder, what do you want? What do you want to do? How do you want to live your life moving forward? And they said, well, we want to move it with God. We want to be with God. So taking the moment to ponder well, do we want the old ways or do we want the new ways? But there comes a choice point. There comes a time when we have to make the choice to move forward. And as we can see from Exodus and many places in the Old Testament, you cannot make a choice to hold on to the old and to live in the new. This is what we find in today's reading. Because the reading is about Jesus' second coming. And moving forward to accept and be ready for Jesus' coming, we need to fill up our flasks. We need to have our flasks of oil ready. And when, it, when we read in the passage how someone else might have a flask full of oil and they can't share it with you, well, it reminds us that we can't pass our faith onto another person. You cannot give your faith to someone else. You cannot give your flask your spiritual flask to someone else every single one of us needs to make the first choice which is you need to have your own personal relationship with Jesus Christ you need each and every one of us needs to have a relationship with Jesus that says Jesus you are the source of all life and all living do you make that choice do you accept that choice how does that statement sit with you? Jesus is the source of all life and living. And then we have to make the choice to say, Lord God, if I have this belief, then I have to have faith in that belief. I need to have a life that reflects that belief. I need to say, Lord, you are with me and I don't doubt that one moment. So when things aren't going well, when life gets a bit hard, and we all have those moments, don't we? We, have all the, we all have those moments where things come up on the day and, well, there's a discussion to have, a hard discussion to have, an easy discussion to have. There's the sun's out 
Are we going to go to worship or are we going to go watch cricket or watch the footy? I don't know, whatever's on at the moment. You know, tennis, might be tennis. Yes, Stephen, where would you rather be right now? Ten pin bowling. All right, so we're going indoors. Yes, Christopher. Ten pin bowling. So we, we, we've made a choice to be here, haven't we? But, is, but in being here, have we made a choice to engage with the Holy Spirit? Or is your mind floating around on other things? Are you sitting in the words that you're saying to our Lord Jesus Christ? Or are you saying them having something else on the back of your mind? You cannot be here worshipping our Lord God and have something else in the back of your mind. It's not a genuine relationship, is it? You're, just because you're here physically doesn't mean that you're invested in your worship. So, we've got, we understand that Jesus is our Lord and creator and the source of all life. Now we come to a choice that says, I have a faith in that and I believe in that. How invested? Have you made all the choices that go along with investing yourself in that faith? And then, of course, we have our baptismal vows and we were going to have a baptism today, but the, the person that was going to be with us had some family issues to come up that came up over the week and we, we will have it. They're still very keen on being part of the body of Christ and that's okay, we can cope with that. But then we come to our baptismal vows that remind us of things like you've made a choice to turn away from evil. You've made a choice to live a gospel life. You've made a choice to say yes to having Jesus as the source and centre of your life, to living a life that is Christ-like. So when you make those choices, can you see clearly the fruits of the Holy Spirit in your life? Do you see kindness, compassion, care? Do you see self-control coming up where you can speak to others without tearing them down but leave, leaving them with a life-giving gift? These are the things that this passage actually asks us to have in our flask. We, we will say later on, Lord, give me my daily bread. Lord, our God, in, our Father in heaven, give me my daily bread. Give me my bread to have for today. What are you going to do with that bread? You pray that prayer and God will give it. God will give you obscene abundance. God will give you every blessing that he can in order for your life to succeed. God doesn't oppose your life. Satan opposes your life. So if we're praying, Lord, give me, my, give me all the daily bread that you can give me to feed my soul, to fill my flask. And God goes, here you go. And then what happens with it? What choice do you make to let that daily bread come into your life and into what you do? Because as the manna dried up by the end of the day, if God has filled you with the daily bread and you haven't used that daily bread, then the daily bread's gone. And the other thing to remember, if you're praying for your daily bread, then don't use your daily bread for stuff that's going to happen tomorrow or the day after. Because God will give you more bread for that. If you have your daily bread and you know what you're dealing with in today, don't try and use all your daily bread for tomorrow. That's called burnout. 
And we don't want any of that in our life, do we? No, we don't. Thank you, Steve. So at least someone's listening. <laughs> Sorry, bad joke. But can you see how having a full flask to keep your light for Jesus is very important? Because in this passage, they're carrying the lanterns. But in our reality, you are the light of Christ in, the, in our parish. You are the light of Christ in everything that you do each and every day. So if your flask is not full, how do you shed light into someone's darkness? If someone is feeling stressed and anxious and worried and your flask isn't full and you're stressed and anxious and worried, then can I suggest you don't interact with someone that's in that zone because you're not going to be very helpful to them. We need to fill ourselves up first so that we can be that person that brings the light to another. We need to be the person, we had the Beatitudes, the reading of the Beatitudes, we need to be the person that can say to someone, I am spiritually poor, but God makes me, but Jesus makes me right with my God. I will be meek. I don't need to tell you how good I am with Jesus. I just need to do it. If you want a resume, well, that's another issue because in spirituality, there is no resume. There is yes and do it. If you hunger and thirst for righteousness, then you will hunger and thirst not for your own righteousness, but for the other person's righteousness, for them to succeed, for them to have a place in heaven. You'll be hungry for that. And if you're hungry, God will send people to you and you will be fed. You'll be fed because you will see people coming to you, talking about their needs for righteousness and holiness. And you'll be the word, the light in that space because your, your flask is full. When it comes to this passage, you cannot be a passive observer. You cannot sit back and go, I'm a Christian and I come to worship and I feel great. You might feel great and I hope you do. I hope you leave feeling engaged. But we are also called to go out into the world bringing people to baptism. We are called to bring people to the gospel. We are called to bring Christ into every situation that we have. This passage is the passage about being active in, in salvation. If your flask is full and you know you are saved, then it is your job to be the light to bring others to salvation. And if you are sitting here going, Rob, I'm listening to all this and my flask is anything but full. I, my flask has got holes in it. It's rusted. It's pouring out. I just can't do it. You're telling me all this stuff and it's overwhelming me. Well, then come and talk to us. Come and talk to me. We need to have our flask full. We are working through, a, through the parish in amazing ways. I had, I had a call from someone on Friday night telling me there's a refugee that, and I'll say this because it just tears me up and I hope it doesn't tear me up, but someone who had their son kidnapped and had to spend $30,000 to release their son from kidnapping, had to go into the country, get their son, spend 30000 and bring him back to safety and had no food. And I was able to open up our 
food bank, the first port they called was St. Matthew's. Why? Us. We were called. We were called into action. And I was able to, you know, the boot opened up. I just kept putting boxes in and saying, we can't fit it. Can we put some on the back seat? So we filled up the back seat, the boot. The whole car was just, because that's God, isn't it? God is obscene with his abundance. I wanted to be obscene with my abundance that day. Wow, we're doing that. You guys are doing that because it's all your support that's making that happen. And so now we have the situation where we're asking to pray that, he, that they get a job, that he can get back to his old job because in leaving the country, he lost his job and now he has to start up again. No money, no home, living in the car. That's, that's, what we're, that's where we're reaching into people. And we've done one small thing to make someone's life a lot easier. What other steps can we do to make that person's life even better? Well, pray. Pray for yourselves, pray for others. Because what is the mark of a parish? Making a difference? That people are getting fed that are hungry. People are getting healed that are sick. The poor are finding comforts. That's the mark of a parish. That's, that's what I've been harping on since I started here. And pretty much every sermon has got something in it. I know I'm boring you at different times because you're constantly hearing that. But that is what we're on about. So fill your flasks up. If you don't know how to fill your flask up, come and see me. If you think your flask has got holes in it, well, let's get the Holy Spirit to patch all that up. And let's move forward with our flask full being the light of Christ into the world around us. The Lord be with you. I just uh, have a payment from me. Thank you. <laughs>